Hi, welcome to the Prescription Podcast. On this show, we present to you up-to-date facts on medical-related topics. We are your hosts. I'm Ian, a surgeon. I'm Zichin, a gastroenterologist. We're both practicing in Kuala Lumpur. We are on Apple and Spotify Podcasts. Please follow us for updates on new episodes. Today, we are on episode number 9 and we are talking on... Hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids. Another common problem mm. that I think... Almost each and every one of us would have experienced it throughout. No, not me. No, not you. Guess you're <laughs> the lucky one. Okay. All right. So, um, what are hemorrhoids? What are hemorrhoids? Well, um, hemorrhoids are actually pretty normal for everyone. Uh, to a certain degree, everyone has hemorrhoids. It's basically actually found in what we call the anal canal or the, I can't find a more appropriate term, but uh, butthole. No, it's, I think I think inner canal is inner fine. Can, yeah, well, everyone not everyone knows inner canal, but anyway, yeah, you know, um, the exit, right? Okay. The exit and the lower end of the uh, GI, tract. GI tract. Wow, you didn't know it's so hard to the anus. <laughs> it. Anus, okay, yeah, fine. Okay, so there are actually basically blood vessels uh, in that area uh, and we have actually to very simplify it, two types of blood vessel, the artery and the veins, and hemorrhoids are basically where these two meet, right? This, in that particular area, because of how the body is developed as babies, actually we can categorize it to external, internal, okay? I know it's very technical. So, but so technical. Yes, but that's how <laughs> I learned it. Um, okay. And it actually, it makes a difference in how it's managed, Right. Yeah, and definitely. how it presents as well. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, before some basic understanding, you know, before we move yes. on. Right? Yes. So, these hemorrhoids are actually kind of like a cushion, basically, in that surrounding region. But it does get become bigger um, due to some problems which we will talk about. And that's when it becomes big. That's when it starts to have symptoms and people start to notice it and then that's when people seek for treatment. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So basically it is um the abnormal swelling of the vessel, just to put yes. it into a lay terms, yep. right? Yep. And some enlargement um at the lower end at the inner canal, which uh, may cause problems if it continues to grow. Yeah. Right? All right. What are the common symptoms, you know, that patient would present? Sometimes I get various complaints, you know, um, itchiness, blood in the stool. Itchy butt. <laughs> I don't know. I do get yeah, that yeah. complaint, you know, on oh, and off. And okay. Yeah. But is that common? Are you asking for someone or... Okay, never mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Actually, this, um, I think most of the time, I when I see patients, they, they complain of, of bleeding. But uh, yes, there are some that uh, get this complaint of, of itchiness, or we call it pruritus. Let's start with bleeding first, because I think that's a very common issue. So I think a lot of times, uh, some people will say they, they notice as they, they clean their bum after they have used number two, not number one, number two. They notice if you use tissue, they notice blood on the tissue paper. But some people actually just say, you know, they, as, they, as they use the toilet, they get drops of blood or they get a spray of blood on the toilet bowl. Yeah, most right? of the time it's fresh blood. Fresh right? blood, br- like bright stain, red blood. Stay in the pan, it's bright red. And very importantly, to take note is it is separated from the stool, from yes. the physis. It yes. is not mixed with the stool. And yeah. most of the time it is painless. Yeah. Most of the time it's painless. So when, when this happens, sometimes they also 
complain of a protrusion from the anus, right? It feels something's actually protruding out. Uh, and when it protrudes out, sometimes it goes back in by itself. Uh, sometimes it needs to be reduced by the, the person or the patient. Uh, and sometimes it cannot be reduced at all yeah, so, uh, as so it that, progresses. Yeah, so probably that brings us to uh, the different degrees of uh, hemorrhoid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. I think generally it's classified into four types. Yeah. Right? As you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Do we want to go there? Yeah, I guess we can go there because you know talk about treatment, right? Yeah. So one it's basically just within the inner canal. You normally don't see it probably. You may mm-hmm. feel it but don't see it. Two, it's when it, it kinda protrudes out, but after straining it just basically when you relax it goes back in. Three is needs to be reduced manually and four it's basically stuck outside mm. okay yep. yeah so that's one it, you have protrusion they can have bleeding mm. they can have itchiness itchiness is basically because the hemorrhoids are sticking out and they can't clean properly so sometimes there's mucus and there's feces stuck there so it, it causes some probably form because of, of the soiling and, yes, and all that that causes irritations yes. to the surrounding skin yep, yep, right that yep. causes the itchiness yeah. not so much uh, pertaining to the hemorrhoid itself yeah correct yeah so um, I think what is more important I mean yeah symptoms is, is one people need to know uh, of course, especially with bleeding, uh, I, I have to say, um, especially in an older patient, bleeding is not normal at any point of time. People want to say, oh, it's just hemorrhoids. And a lot of times, they don't get it treated. But uh, as doctors, we always want to make sure that there's nothing, something uh, that's not sinister that's lurking behind. So, you know, you should get it checked out because we always want to rule out things like rectal cancer. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. So especially with the incidence of uh, colon and and rectal cancer uh, being so high in Malaysia as well, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think even if it's bleeding, you think it's hemorrhoids. I still think you should get it checked out. Yeah. Especially yeah. Of, if you're an older population. Yeah, definitely. To look at the presence of hemorrhoid, you know, is quite an easy, straightforward test. You know, we call it a proctoscope. Yep. Basically, just a small, tiny scope that put through the anus yeah. to have a look at the presence of the swelling, right? Yep. But again, um, like you mentioned earlier, those patients with high-risk patient, uh, high-risk group, yeah, definitely something a bit more invasive should be performed like an uh, endoscopy procedure or a colonoscopy. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, basically, if you're above 15, if you haven't had a scope done before, I usually would encourage the patient to just get a scope. Even though if they've done proctoscope and they see hemorrhoids, yeah, I, I usually encourage them to get a full-on full colonoscope. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, those are symptoms. Hmm. Uh, you know, yep. I think what's more, more important people want to know is how does someone get hemorrhoids? Yeah. yeah. What are the risk factors, right? So I think definitely increasing age is one of the common symptoms. And yeah. of course, anything that causes increased pressure in the abdomen of the pelvis. Yeah? yeah. Common one that we've seen are pregnancy. Okay. Some resolve after delivery. Some persist. Yeah. Depending on the, the, the degree of yeah. the hemorrhoids. Yeah. When yeah. It, it develops. So, um, like masses or tumors in the abdomen or the pelvis also would actually give rise to this kind of problem, but is uh, rarer. The other more common problems are constipations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I think basically any kind of straining that patient has to do 
constipation, actually even certain bowel habits, I think now we have increased in people with hemorrhoids, especially in younger people, is because of the way people start using toilet differently. Can you guess what that is? Oh, you mean changing from squatting toilet to sitting toilet? No. No. With the, <laughs> what? No. With the advancement of the phone and mobile gadgets, everyone's sitting in the toilet longer. <sighs> you know, everyone's Gosh. like Facebooking. Or yeah, and actually Instagramming. they do not have constipation. I hope they're not, not TikToking TikToking in the toilet. <laughs> no, with a handphone, it actually causes constipation, right? Yeah. Sit longer. Yeah. Without them knowing. Yeah. So actually they do not have constipation. Yeah. Correct. Uh, do they? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't do well, that. I don't bring my phone. They, they, I mean, <laughs> it, uh, I don't know if that is related. But anyway, okay. Thank you for telling us your toilet habits. But um, no, I, I uh, they're interrelated but not really connected. I think there's also a change in our diet. You know, Definitely. That, that, that yeah. That, that's also how we're going to address. And the whole thing with with advancement of technology, you know, people maybe exercise less, spend more time at home, Netflix and, you know, Apple TV and maybe yeah, now with Disney+. The MCO Plus is and, not helping as well. Well, right? actually, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> I see more people out because, you know, they can't do anything else but exercise, so they do that. But anyway, yeah. So it has something to do with, with constipation. So people exercise less and also sitting down in the toilet a little bit too long. I mean, what's a good average time to be using toilet? Is there... Gosh, you imagine. <laughs> Don't you just... No, I mean, if you ask some patients, you know, they actually do sit for a very long time. Yeah, you know, especially those 30, with constipation. Of course. I do have patients who tells me that they sit up to one hour. Yeah. So right. you know, that that itself, it's not helping the whole cause. It actually, if someone actually has hemorrhoids, it actually worsens yes, the whole thing. Definitely. But again, you know, uh, some of my patients who will say that they will bring a book or they will bring uh, gadgets in mm. and... That one hour in there, how much time and effort they are actually spending on oh, passing the motion or is just concentrating on something else, you know? They finish right? half the book. So I suppose, I think the habit has to change. There's a bit of a lifestyle change there. Yeah. Right? Of course, if you have constipation, there's something, that's completely another topic yeah. to address. Okay, right? okay, I think we've sidetracked. We've sidetracked. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, so basically, um, constipation. Um, basically increase in straining, increase in pressure, uh, things that, I think a lot, of, a lot of it is somewhat reversible. Unless, of okay. course, they have some sort of tumor in the pelvis that is causing congestion. The rest of things are pretty much reversal, uh, reversible. Um, I, I would think that it's really a lot more to do with constipation. So it's actually a vicious cycle because um, they strain to, to pass motion and then they have this hemorrhoids and then they continue to strain or they have hard stools and when it passes this hemorrhoids that's when it starts to bleed yeah right that's the increase injury. in pressure yep. right and cause yep. some local injury yeah so i think like what we said earlier on to reduce constipation good diet that consists of adequate fiber yeah right? high fiber increased high fiber, fluids fluids clear Sometimes fluids you may do what you do want to add on some laxatives to help but that's not for a long-term measure yes. okay and exercise yes 150 minutes have you so you know 150 minutes yet i'm almost there okay <laughs> all right walking the talk 
Okay, yeah. Right. So, so I mean, as you can notice, you know, all the topics that we've been talking through, again, it comes back to first, lifestyle. Yes. That's very, very important. Yep. Yeah. All right. And lifestyle comprises of your diet, your uh, and exercises. Okay, okay. I think that's too much uh, public public service announcements. Okay. <laughs> so we talked about symptoms, we've talked about the cause. So basically now it's treatment. Yeah. Which kind of touched about, you know, prevention, change in lifestyle. That's yeah, that's, one. that's a first step. Yeah. Right? And actually even if, you know, you do go see doctor and they do give you some intervention, the lifestyle modification still has to happen. Yes. Right. Because you need to yeah. correct it, what it, it causes is. it in the first yes. place, right? Yeah. Basically, you need to change and adapt to the new lifestyle to avoid it from coming back again, you know, even though if it's been treated, yep. right? Yeah. So, uh, we mentioned about the different degrees of uh, hemorrhoid just yep. now. So, and basically, the treatment... internal hemorrhoid. Yeah, internal hemorrhoid. Okay. okay. So, the treatment basically um, goes by the, the different degree of hemorrhoid. Yes. So if there are milder ones, like a type 1 and a de- first degree and a second degree, many a times we can do a simple bedside office procedure called a rubber banding. Yep. Basically to tie to off, tie off at the neck yep. of the hemorrhoid. Right? But, but also on top of that again, lifestyle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes, many a times, this tend to recur. Once there's recurrence of a hemorrhoid, meaning that it comes back again, what are the other options that we have? Is it um, to move on to surgery or? Uh, yeah, I, I think it depends on how bad the symptoms are. I think just it being protruding out, if it's, you know, I think a lot of people actually might have some degree of hemorrhoids, but they don't do anything about it. Uh, so I guess depending on much on the symptoms, but if they are the kind where they protrude out completely and need to be manually reduced, then probably a surgical intervention is necessary. So there are a few procedures that can be done, what we call open hemorrhoidectomy, which basically is cutting the hemorrhoids away. We've actually moved on to newer techniques. It's called the stapler hemorrhoidectomy. Basically, it just staples off and pushes up everything inside so it's a bit neater and uh there's not so much of the protrusion. Uh, there are newer techniques now. Um, they use laser basically to, to burn off the hemorrhoids, but actually that's more for smaller hemorrhoids and not so much mm. bigger hemorrhoids. Yep. So more like up to grade two, maybe in selected cases in grade three, but mostly in grade one and grade two. So if it's really, really big, usually yeah, surgery, surgery is the way to go. So these are all for internal hemorrhoids. We mm. actually didn't talk about external hemorrhoids yet. Wait, before we go there. Oh, okay. Sorry. What are the problem with surgery? People always like to ask, you know. What's the problem with surgery? Yeah, what the risks? There are no problems. Really? There are always risks with anything that we do. Uh, one, there is recurrence rates. Uh, but of course, surgery offers the lowest recurrence rates amongst everything else, everything else uh, that is being offered on the table. Uh, it's about 5% of recurrence, whereas the rest, I think, can be up to about 50%, uh, even rubber bending, right? So surgery offers uh, less recurrence rate. And this actually is very much dependent on the patient's change in lifestyle that we've mentioned about earlier on, right? So other risk, of course, depending on what type of surgery, whether it's an open hemorrhoidectomy or stapler, there is some degree amount of pain, which we usually handle with giving painkillers, uh, infection and all, not so much. And mm. the last one would be uh, bleeding from the procedure itself. Okay. Yeah. But those are the common reported risk factor, right? With most of the procedures and yes. all that, that we do. Those are the most common so ones. So if there's some of the patients are very worried, 
right? If I leave it there and I don't do anything, what are the problems or, you know, is there any complications that's going to arise from not doing anything? Well, it can Some get... people come with very painful hemorrhoids. Very painful hemorrhoids. Does that Talking happen? Thrombosed hemorrhoids, correct? Yeah, that can happen. These are a bit more common for thrombosed hemorrhoids and a bit more common external hemorrhoids. Mm. Those are external hemorrhoids as opposed to internal hemorrhoids. They are usually painful to begin with. And if it becomes large enough, it becomes very, very painful. And it only subsides after about three days or unless some sort of intervention is being done for it. The same can happen for internal hemorrhoids. If they get very, very big, they can get trapped. And uh, by right, internal hemorrhoids do not cause pain. But sometimes they do somehow cross the line of differentiation and it, it does cause some pain. So if it's nothing, nothing's being done, it can get bigger and uh, it can become very engorged and those can cause problems, right? Like you said, thrombosis. Thrombosis. Thrombosis is clots. Yes, sorry. Muscles. Yeah, I forgot to explain. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just, just, just to make sure everyone knows what we are yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about. Right? Yeah, clots. So, there, I mean, people are going to ask, are there medications for hemorrhoids? Nothing for a cure. Nothing for a cure. Again, it comes back to lifestyle. You can give some stool softness for the start to help, you know, ease things a little bit, to not worsen things, but that's also not a cure. We have certain medications that we can give basically to kind of reduce the congestion. congestion. Yeah. Uh, but again, that doesn't cure it as well. It's it just reduces the severity. Mm, it's for yeah. a short-term management. So in a short answer, it's there not. are no medicine that can cure hemorrhoids, right? You can help relieve the symptoms, but no cure. Yeah. 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 So, so it's either you prevent pain, it yeah. or you try to reduce the progression or it's surgery. Yes, yes. Yes. But if you have pain, you know, the immediate measure, of course, will give some analgesics, some painkillers. Correct. Okay. To ease the immediate acute problem. And then Actually, we sometimes with we it. remove the clots and it gives yeah. immediate, it, immediate release of, of pain. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think it's been very informative today. Yeah. Thank uh, you. I hope it's not too graphic somehow. I, <laughs> I don't dare crack any jokes because... Um, a sensitive area. <laughs> Don't want to be. managed you know, to yeah, a little bit, well. right? Okay, I think we've come to an end. Yep. yep. Right. I think I hope that's informative for everyone. Uh, if it's not clear, please do email us yes. at prescriptionpod p r e s c r i p t i o n p o d at gmail.com. All right. Until the next episode. See ya. Bye bye.